Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Last hour of Nightside. Mm -hmm. From midnight, Jack and I have to go home. No, we don't live together. He goes to his home, I go to my home. And I'm in my home. And Jack, I'm assuming you're in yours. I am not. Aww. No, I I I, uh, I came into Medford uh, just um, uh, I was going to do it on the phone, but you know what? I thought I'd just drive into Medford and, and do it from there. That makes it nicer. Did you cook your meal earlier today? Uh, I uh, uh, no no ended up going out. Okay, going out and having a meal. All yep. right, fair enough. Yep. Let's go to New Hampshire and speak to Linda. Hello, Linda. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you this evening? Hello, Fine. Welcome Pretty to good. Nightside. Thank you for taking my call. Jack, you're talking about Boston oddities. Mm-hmm. I remember going into Boston with my dad and him telling me about the pregnant building. The pregnant yes. building, yeah. There are actually yep, two it, of them. Is there now two? Did it give birth? <laughs> yes, it did. It was twins, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fed, uh, on Federal Street. It was a bank or something. Yeah, that's what you told me. Fra- yeah. Franklin Street. There's one. On, well, there's yeah. There's the one on Franklin Street and uh, mm-hmm. Franklin and uh, and uh, and Congress. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the other one. Uh, then there's the what we used to call the Bay Bank Building down near uh, down on uh, Summer Street um, mm-hmm. at, uh, at Purchase. Yes. So, yeah, we've got a couple of pregnant buildings down there. <laughs> I'm not sure who the father is, but uh, right. That's what I remember being in there with him, and then. Of course, back in the day, for my 16th birthday, I think it was, he took me to Faneuil Hall and, and a carriage ride. That's what I remember as well. Oh, isn't that nice? Mm. You yeah, had a yeah, good yeah. dad. Great dad. That's Great all dad. nice. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the 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 pregnant buildings. That was another oddity. You know, they were trying new new engineering methods to create yep. greater. Uh, uh, as the the other gentleman was was speaking earlier, uh, with, mm-hmm. to, to create a greater amount of square footage, and uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but less uh, uh, less of a footprint. Mm-hmm. And it was in such a odd space too it just didn't fit in didn't seem to fit in anytime i passed it so it, and it still doesn't <laughs> right and it still, still doesn't, doesn't. It, you know, right across the street from it is that beautiful art deco building that used to be the phone company building um, yes mm-hmm. one, one, 120, mm-hmm. uh, 125 i think it's 125 uh, franklin mm-hmm. street and, yes it um, is yeah and, and nothing to do with architecture but i used to work in boston take the treat take the tea and nothing ever broke down that's just a joke. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know, people give the the MBTA a bad. Re- I, I haven't ridden the T in a long time, but when I was writing it, when I was mm-hmm. writing it, you know, I mean, I grew up in Dorchester. I rode the T mm-hmm. almost every day, and mm-hmm. um, and you know, for for the in those days, for for a quarter, uh, it did pretty well. If it broke down once yeah. in a while for a quarter, yeah, it's okay. It was always pleasant. Never had a hard time. No, absolutely. Always a good time. <laughs> yeah, always something to talk to or is, absolutely. Or smell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen, yeah. for taking my call. You have a great night. You too, Same to you, Linda. Thank you for calling. Happy New Year to you, by the way. And do we have enough time? Well, we got plenty of time. Cool. Let's go to the Philippines and speak to Tom. Philippines. Tom, Happy New Year to you. Good morning. Hello there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My earliest memory of Boston mm-hmm. was the uh, Sumner Tunnel coming from Logan Airport. This would have been around 1970, 
64. My okay. dad was in the United States Air Force, okay. stationed over in Germany, and then we came to Massachusetts because his family was from Foxborough. Okay. And what I remember was sitting sitting in my grandfather's Lincoln Continental, and it had an armrest in the back seat, and I remember my grandfather calling it the monkey seat, and that's where they sat me. Oh, okay. And I just remember the, the, the beautiful, shiny yellow tiles going through there. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, at age 18, I moved from uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts to Boston. And I remember when they started building Copley Square, you mentioned pile drivings earlier, okay. Morgan. Um, and when they did Copley Square starting, I believe it was the summer of 81, okay, I sat there for an afternoon and just watch them just driving piles all day long. And that was like the beginning of, of the 1980s building boom in Boston. It really was. And the one thing I know, yes, and, and one thing I know about Boston is just, it, it's like a revolving door of neighborhoods that just changed drastically over a 20-year period of time. That's exactly right. And it's just, you know, uh, and... The Boston that I knew from 78 to 92 when I left uh, to work out in Seattle, um, that city really doesn't exist anymore. It, it's very different. And I looked up and I looked up at my old apartment on Calumet Street in Mission Hill. Yes. Okay. When I left in 92, it was a three-bedroom apartment that was renting out for seven fifty a month. That same apartment now, the world according to Zillow, is a five-bedroom apartment that rents out at thirty-seven hundred a month. <laughs> right, that unbelievable. Money, yeah. money, money, and money. Do you remember? Yeah, and do you remember when the uh, Madison Ho or the Hotel Madison was uh, demolished back in the spring of '83? Either went, one of you. I yeah. went down and watched it get demolished. Yep. And so I went didn't down I? And wa I, watched I was the, the Travelers Building get demolished. Oh, yeah. Same, same yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. The, the Travelers Building was, I believe, January of 87, and it was one degree that day. But, yeah, I, I will never I will never forget that, that, uh, yeah, you know, just, just seeing the changes. Absolutely. And the Beatles played. The Beatles played at the Hotel Madison back in the 60s. Imagine that. If, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Well, they played yeah. at um, North Station. They stayed at the Madison Hotel. Thank you. Yeah, nobody's got a better, better memory than Morgan. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, thank you. Um, a uh, uh, he's got a fantastic memory. The uh, but some of those things that you mentioned. The way if you went through the, so the Sumner Tunnel in 1964, the Callahan Tunnel did not exist yet, um, or at least wasn't open yet. Uh, the uh, that opened in '65, and you talked about being over at the the uh, the uh, the called the the Copley Place. Uh, they started the Copley Place when they poured the foundation for that. That was actually the greatest number of square of of cubic feet of concrete poured in one pour, uh, at least ever ever, wow. ever up until that point. Maybe it's, it's and, surpassed. And Tom, you you talk about um, your your grandfather and. Letting you off down by the Atlantic Avenue P-Stop. Do you remember the wooden escalators? Of course. At, 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 Par at, at Park Street Station, those wooden escalators never broke down, did they? No. 
Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah, it worked. Yep. And they had wooden escalators <laughs> in several different tea locales. That's right. When you came up from Washington Street Station, what we call downtown crossing now, but Washington Street Station, you came out by Kennedy's Men's Store. Yes. And you came up the wooden, um, uh, the thing, and they made they made a great sound. Yes, they did. They made a little clackety-clack sound, a little wood sound, you know. All right, Tom, i got to let you go. I have a break to take, but thank you for your phone call. All right. Thanks, Thank Tom. you. Bye-bye. Happy Bye-bye. New Year. Okay. There goes Tom. Karen, you will be next, but first, a few commercials here on Nightside. Time and temperature, 11, 15, 35 degrees. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. One open line. Want it? Grab it. Take it. 617-254-1030 or 888-929-1030. That's how you get that open line. We've had New Hampshire. We've had the Philippines. Mm. And now we've got Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And we had somebody from Greece. Yes, we did. Karen, welcome aboard. Yes. Hello, Morton and Jack. Happy New Year to you. Now, I have a question. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is, well, Seaport Boulevard. Yeah. I would like to know where it is. Well, I guess I said it, you know, I guess it's at the seaport. But it's in the seaport, yeah. I, yeah. It was not there. Nothing like that was there when I left, and That's that right. was 2.13. So can you just tell me what they did or down there so well, they, I won't uh, what, what get shocked? What had been the sea, what we call the, what we, what has come to be known as the seaport district was at one point, a, in a, you know, for, for a number of years, it's all landfill for one thing. Uh, what we call the right. seaport district yeah. is all landfill. It's all, it's all a man-made land. And it was created in the, starting in the 1830s. They built a chance mostly to be an industrial zone down there. And there was manufacturing and shipping and warehousing and so forth down there. And, uh, and then by the 1960s though, 50s and 60s, uh, after World War II, essentially, uh, there was uh, cheaper labor else in different places and uh, different means of uh, of transportation, transporting uh, finished goods and raw materials and so forth. So uh, that area started to die out, and by the 60s, there was a lot of vacant lots and was cheap parking for 35 years. You could park all day for $4, you know, and uh, and a few, uh, few little sandwich shops here and there uh, throughout and a couple little buildings. But um, I guess somewhere around 2000. You're just, talking like the north end, I mean the west end, right? Well, no, I'm not talking no. about the west no. end. I'm talking about the seaport district. All right, let me help you with two oh, landmarks. okay. Anthony's okay. Pier 4. Do you remember where that was? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the seaport. That's yeah, the seaport. Remember, yeah. And do you remember Jimmy Jimmy's Harborside? Uh, it... It's along there, right? It's along. It's about. It's about another mile, mile and a half down, straight line, from Anthony's Pier Four. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the seaport. West End, I guess, that was back in the '60s. Before that's where City Hall is now, and all that, right? They yeah. that yeah, well, City Hall is next to the West End, but uh, but essentially, yes. So this is the other side of town. This okay. is the, the Seaport Seaport Boulevard goes through this area. What used to be, you had Northern Avenue that went through there, that went right along the water and, right. and over that uh, the the the, <laughs> the Turret Bridge. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, the the so what had been um, uh, what had been Northern Avenue and it still kind of sort of exists, but it's sort of now a service road to some of the hotels and the main drag through. Uh, if you went to, if you if you went down to the Seaport District now, you wouldn't even recognize it at all. I don't even recognize it. You say you left in 2013. 213. I see pictures of it on Facebook, and it looks beautiful. It does look beautiful, but you wouldn't recognize it. That's right. Oh, I'm afraid I probably wouldn't recognize a lot of it, it sounds like. Probably not. Cities, But cities keep evolving, and especially a city like Boston. It just keeps evolving, and that's that's what's going on there. It's nice to to keep old things, but you know what? Sometimes new things are okay, too. Uh, I like the old... Yeah. And Jack, yep. can I just ask your your line compromised vehicles? I like that. But um sometimes I wonder whether your um is the vehicle compromised or is it the driver and do you differentiate? I told him that very same thing <laughs> earlier this afternoon. Those exact words I mentioned to him. Uh, that, well, we listen very carefully. Well, I'm glad you do, and, and uh, I'm glad that you're following traffic reports in Boston out there in Wisconsin. Yes, I do. But um, the uh, a compromised vehicle could, you know, it, it could mean a lot of different things. I mean, you know, essentially, I mean, to another driver who's passing it, the, the only thing he needs that that the other driver needs to know is that this that that uh, that they need to be careful passing for that two seconds it's going to take to pass that car. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it well, it wouldn't be your job to understand whether they're drunk or whether you know something else happened. That's, that's, you you that's aren't there for all job. that. That's not my job. Right. My job is to let the people in other cars know that there's an issue. Right. Uh, he does his so job very I commend well. you on that. Thank you kindly. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank we'll you. We'll wait for your next uh, adjective. Okay. Uh, well, I, nice talking to you both. Always Karen, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Bye bye. Good night. Let's go to Dorchester and speak to Charles. Charles. Peace and blessings. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Hello, you, Charles. Charles. And there's no new year unless there's a new you. How about that? That's right. All right. So, I want to bring back some memories. Uh, the Lollipop Building. The Lollipop Building, right there on uh, on uh, Summer Street, yep. There the, you go. The building is still there. The Lollipops are gone. Yeah, the lo- <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I remember also um, um, going to the Boston Gardens to watch wrestling. There was a ramp right, um, if you were standing in front of the Boston Gardens, it would have been to the right of you. You could come right off the ramp that was always blocked off with so much traffic. Oh, the uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 ramp to car the Causeway Street ramp coming off yes. the expressway. Yes, sir. yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. Three o'clock now, in the three, three o'clock in the morning, you could get on that ramp and then be backed up. That's right. Now, this is this is what I this is a, a, I need to know the the fact on this one. So, someone told me that East Boston is made up of five islands. One of the islands was Bird Island, which I kind of verify that because there are some streets in East Boston called Falcon Street, Eagle Street. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say that's probably was part of um, Bird Island. But did they use fill from the Mass Turnpike to join those islands together? Uh, probably not the mass turn, but the the, the the turnpike they started to build that in the early 1950s. 
Mm -hmm. So they may have what they probably, because one of those islands was Noddles Island, which became uh, uh, Logan Airport. Logan Airport, they've done a lot of extending out. So they may have used some of that to, uh, uh, by the time they built the Mass Pike, all the all the islands are the, that 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 are there were were pretty much connected to make East Boston. Uh, okay, and, and uh, so you know that would have been other landfill from other places over the course of uh, uh, over the course of time. And Winthrop, a lot of that extended into the area of Winthrop. That's right. That's right. And then and then Winthrop, uh, they extended Winthrop out to uh, to uh, what used to be Deer Island. You know. Uh, I used to work at Deer Island House of Correction. Okay, I see. Yep, yeah. That's, uh, what's well, what's out there now? It's all joined by what used to be what uh, came yeah. out from the Big Dig. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you. And oh, and speaking of Winthrop, is it true that Governor Winthrop was given that parcel of land out there, and that's why we call it Winthrop? Jack, do you want to do this, or do you want to give it to me? Uh, if you've got some, if you've got some stronger information on it, then uh, then I'll give it to you. In those days, if you were a governor, Massachusetts couldn't necessarily pay you, so they gave you land. Mm. Mm. Okay. And a lot of, for an example, Governor Winthrop, that was his land, and they obviously named it after him. So there are other communities that it worked the same way. They gave okay. the governor land and that land was in lieu of a cash salary mm. so does that Thank help you. you yeah they did a that lot helped me a lot yeah they they, they did a lot with uh, with uh, with land in those days um well i appreciate okay. you both thank you for the checkup from the neck up you have an awesome <laughs> amazing evening you Thank too. you, have fun. thanks okay <laughs> bye-bye so, Jack, how many more tidbits do you have left? Oh, I've got I got tidbits until you know I I, I never run out of tidbits. Till the cows um, come home. Till the cows come home. But uh, yeah, oh, I've got plenty of things to talk about. All right, tease one. Don't give all the information, but tease one oh, you now. Know what? We we never got we never got to Telegraph Hill, by the way. Oh no. Okay, so yeah, reestablish that question. Okay, so Telegraph Hill. What was Telegraph Hill? What we now, you know, what we call Dorchester Heights now was also came to be known by the early 1800s as Telegraph Hill as a way to uh, pass along shipping information in the days before mass communication from uh, from Boston to places like uh, Martha's Vineyard. And one of my favorite parts of Boston, which I don't think it's enough discussion, the fort. The uh, the fort out on uh, Boston Neck. Yes. Yes, and and I know and and I should know more about it, but I don't know enough about it. I know I know the purpose of it. I don't know much about the building itself. Well, let's talk about the purpose of it, but um, I'm setting up for a break. Okay. So let me give some information before I take the break. I'm on Saturdays, and my show this Saturday, I am going to have on Dixie. And when I have Dixie on, he knows more about baseball than anybody I know. Hmm. But as well, he used to be a park ranger. That's right. And he knows all about the park ranger system, of which there are over 430-odd parks in the United States. So he'll be on both hours of the Morgan Show. That's this Saturday. I'm going to be filling in for Dan Ray 
again on Monday and Tuesday. Jordan Rich will be filling in tomorrow for Dan Ray. Dan will return on Wednesday. But I am here, obviously, for another 32 minutes. Jordan Rich will be here tomorrow, 8 to midnight. I will be here Monday, 8 to midnight, Tuesday, 8 to midnight. So now you've been caught up. And if at all you can, listen to Jordan tomorrow. I, yes. I cannot stress that enough uh, because he's going to be here for four hours and do his normal excellent job. Plus, he might give you some more information that you were not aware of. So that's all I'm going to say about that. And now I'm going to say this. Rob, if you're ready, I'm going to throw it to you. Time and temperature, 1129, 35 degrees. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Roughly 25 minutes of show to go. I'm Morgan filling in for Dan Ray here on Nightside. My guest, a voice familiar to all of you, you normally hear him doing traffic here on BZ, Mr. Jack Hart. That's Hart with an E at the end. That's me. Are you ready to take a phone call? Sure. All right, we've got a couple of open lines if you want to call in 617 to 5-4-10-30 or 888-929-1030. Please do. Jack in Dorchester. Jack, say hello hey. to Jack. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> yeah, both uh, well, buddies from Peabody Square. Well, not buddies, but you're familiar with Peabody Square, right? Peabody Square. I lived in Peabody Square for years. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, well, first off, you were talking about... Uh, uh, well, the lollipop building. Mm -hmm. How about the Darth Vader building? Which one is the Darth Vader building? It's a building down in Copley, uh, uh, Copley Square. Well, where the library is. It's a building. Uh, if you go to the Boston Architectural, uh, they have a guide to Boston buildings. Have you read that or seen it? The, uh, hmm, let's see well, here, the Darth Vader building. Are you looking it up as we speak, Jack? I am for a fact. Vader building. Boston, let's see. Give him time to thumb through. There we go, let's see. Do, do, do. Darth Vader building in Boston. Let's see, which one is this? Do, 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 because do, I am do, not familiar do. with it. 1984 Darth Vader building. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, It's uh, right there along uh, Boylston Street. And, Correct. Um, yep, yep, yep. I know the Darth Vader building. It's uh, uh, right uh, right, right there in Copley Square. It's uh, just a, a few doors from uh, 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 the, the library. Uh, from the new old uh, from the new old South Meeting House there. But yeah, for, right. it's, it's yeah, the opposite side of the street from the library. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, well, you know, it was great. Uh, if you go back, uh, now this is years ago, Henry Hobbs Richardson. Yep. Famous architect of the late uh, 1800s. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, you know, he did the, um, did a lot of libraries. Uh, did the... Uh, Trinity Church and uh, and rail stations. Buildings, typically, his his buildings are, are, are typically noted by the, the uh, paladin roofs, the arched windows. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, he did a library out in Quincy. That's right. Did a library up in Cambridge. Um, in the town of Easton. He was good friends with the Ames family. Did the Ames Library in Easton. Correct. Yep. Yeah, and also... Um, Trinity Church. Uh, yeah, and there was a church on um, on uh, Clarendon Street in Boston. Clarendon and... Uh, Newbury? Was, yeah. Uh, and uh, he had all of... He... He... Um, all his buddies, you know, uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne... Uh, oh, the Bean Blower Church, yes. Yeah, the Bean Blower Church. Yeah. He had them... Uh, dressed up like uh, saints. That's right. That's right. Now, on the what? 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 Uh, what? Your uh, just for, just to clarify for people, they, it's actually in the corner of uh, of Commonwealth Avenue. The uh, at, at the top of what's known as the Bean Blower Church. It's not along Commonwealth uh, Avenue. It's a uh, I, I forget what denomination it is, but there's a square tower, and at the top there is a frieze uh, at at the top of each uh, uh, at the top of each thing. That depicts uh, uh, rites of the Christian Church, marriage, uh, baptism, so forth, and uh, yes, they're all the literary figures of uh, of those days who were models for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming, uh, Morgan, you're not going to be out uh, in Dedham Tuesday. I will not be there this upcoming Tuesday because I haven't yeah, figured out how to be two places at once yet. Right. <laughs> Maybe you could do a show from there sometime. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's possible, yeah. but it would be too noisy. Yeah. Um, I just want you know, here's a thing about the Bean Blower Church. August Bartoldi, who, uh, who was the uh, designer of the um, uh, uh, the, the uh, Statue of Liberty, and also worked with uh, uh, oh. Gustav Eiffel on the on the Eiffel Tower. He uh, was a friend. He he actually lived at different times in Brookline with uh, Richards uh, near Richardson and uh, the uh, uh, the uh, who's the the landscape architect Olmsted um, uh, Olmsted uh, yes they are, they all lived in, and they each sort of, you know whichever one was broke at a different time uh, they'd all take care <laughs> of each other but uh, but Bartoldi was supposed to help him design what came to be known as the Bean Blower Church there are angels on the top of the, uh, the that towers well with horns that's why it's a bean blower but anyway uh, but uh, uh, Bartoldi actually was the one who came up with the idea for that because he was supposed to help design the church and he couldn't make it couldn't make it couldn't make it uh, the church was pretty much uh, uh, designed by the time Bartoldi said oh I've got a few hours and so he said well come up with something and that's that's how the those freezes came to uh, came to exist yeah okay uh, one last thing where are you living now me, yeah, I live in Salem, but uh, but, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I but I'm from Dorchester, and I and I lived. No, I I know that. You know, most of my life. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you uh, later. You bet. Okay, Jack. Thank you. Bye bye. Now we didn't get any nibbles on Telegraph Hill. You we, wanna? We didn't even get to Telegraph Hill. Yeah. Now Telegraph Hill, the. Um, so what uh, the, 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 the concern was uh, is uh, passing along information to uh, uh, shipping information from uh, Boston, a, you know, major city, to where ships would be, uh, you know, you'd have a lot of ships going in and out, someplace like Martha's Vineyard, you know, big whaling and, and other commercial ports down there. So how, did, how would they do it? In the uh, early 1800s, 
the uh, the concept of uh, semaphore had come about, you know, using okay, flags, flags to direct stuff. So they built towers that had uh, sort of um, uh, shutters, uh, shutter-like items on them that could be configured in such a way that would uh, um, indicate letters and uh, and you could send a message, you could get a message and, and there would be a series of towers, line of sight. And uh, so one person in one tower would have the, would have the message first and he would move around the the louvers on these uh, 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 on the on the tower to uh, to indicate the message to the next tower and then the next tower would indicate to the tower after that and on down the line you could get a message in those in the 1820s from Boston to Martha's Vineyard in uh, under 10 minutes now in nowadays okay I mean, cell that's, that's, not that, that's not that's not exciting nowadays. No. You know, kids today are rolling their eyes saying, you know, what kind of an old creep is this? <laughs> but, uh, but in the 1820s, that's like lightning speed. Yes. Now, it had to be a clear day, I would assume. Because uh, you mentioned line of sight. So yeah, well, it didn't. Well, that's one of the reasons why it didn't work so well, because, like, you couldn't send messages at night. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, a couple of times they had, I think there was a couple of, uh, uh the, the tower keepers, uh, who uh, were nearsighted <laughs> and, uh, and there was, they were, they were just screwing up messages left and right. And, um, so, you know, there were, there were problems with it. And then of course, certainly by the 1850s, I think it was, uh, you know, the electric, uh, Morse, uh, the electric, uh, 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 a signaler, uh, a signal key was invented, and Morse code. Right. So, uh, so that kind of put it out. But there was a time when you know when the way that they got a message. I just you know it, it's interesting to me. Maybe it's not interesting to anybody else, but uh, just interesting to me that the way that they got a message was by using big giant panels to to essentially do American Sign Language for all intents and purposes uh, from one tower to the next. Smoke signals for all intents. For, for, for. You know, that's a, that's a trivia question I use. English most used language in the United States. Spanish second most used language. I always say, okay, what's the third? And I get a thousand guesses. And somebody finally thinks about sign language, which is the right answer. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. So use that one day. Yeah. But at any rate, I don't know if that was an... But, if, if, uh, but I, I just thought that was interesting that you could get a message from Boston to Martha's Vineyard in 1820 in under 10 minutes. How do you cover the water? I mean, what do you... All right, fine. You get your message to Hyannis. Yep. So I'm assuming... I can't think of any landmass out there that's midway between Martha's Vineyard and Hyannis. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And I got one for you, and you can use this next time you're driving your tourists around Boston. Mm -hmm. Where is the tallest lighthouse in New England? I don't know. I'm just going to guess the Nubble. Nope. It's the lighthouse at Foxborough State 
uh, stadium, which was just built within the past year. I don't know the footage, how tall it is, how tall the second most common lighthouse is, but I've been told it is the tallest. And I'll leave that up to you to use that question. Okay, that's the that's up to, that's the tallest. Why would you have a a lighthouse? I don't know. Robert Kraft wanted to do something with his money. I don't know. <laughs> wow. The um, you know, I'm just looking here at a at a uh, you know the uh, that there's a a chain of of islands that comes off uh, Falmouth, okay. and uh, and they are less than five miles from Martha's Vineyard. All right, so that one of those islands, if not more than one of those islands, had to be used in that um, chain. That's right. Yeah, of ten so, minutes. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard is is really not all that far from the mainland. It's just a couple few miles. Right. All right. Tell you what, let me take our last break, and when we come back, we may get a phone call in. We have someone on hold, and maybe we'll even get two phone calls in. Fantastic. Time and temperature, 1145, 35 degrees. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's news radio. All right, roughly 10 minutes of show to go. Two callers to bring through. Hmm. Let's go to Easton and speak to Bill. Bill, welcome to Nightside. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, Mr. Hart, my compliments. Uh, I love you and Laurie Grandy between the two of you. Oh, you I appreciate that. Thank you. You have the best sense of humor. And you calm down motorists, I think. You probably serve to reduce road rage like many times over. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, and speaking about, I live right down the street from that church in Easton, that uh, Richardson building. But uh, mm -hmm. back to the signaling, um, there is a line of sight uh, from the mainland in Woods Hole, and you can see right over to the vineyard. Don't forget, it's only a short passage there. Oh, okay. So that... That's, I believe, how it would it would happen. Okay. Now there's a. Sense. I want to say there's a signal hill, or a telegraph hill in Canton, near where that top golf golf is now, right up yes. Adam Street. Okay. I know where that is. Well, it could very yes. well be that would have been that would have been part of that uh, that would have been part of the chain. I wish I was tuning in earlier to this program because I I absolutely love local history and geography, and you know Blue Hills is very interesting. Mm -hmm. and also Moose Hill and all these high points where there are fire, fire towers. I would imagine maybe some of those hilltops were used. Um, oh, I, I just love imagine. those points. Yeah. Uh, I've, and I'm sure you're familiar with uh, the Standish Monument in Duxbury. Okay, yeah, yeah, I believe that, yep. Yeah, that, from there you can see Blue Hills and Provincetown. Really? On a, yes. Uh, on a clear day. Yes, on a clear day, um, I probably should leave it at that. But I have, I did volunteer at the top of Mount Washington, and that's absolutely unbelievable. That observatory is older than Blue Hills. Is it really? You, you so, so you spent time at the top of Mount? How uh, how much time did you spend up there? One week. Oh, okay. I see. In October, and the weather turned on a dime. It was winter one day and summer the next, but okay. you could see the Atlantic Ocean. In Manchester, 100 miles to the south. Wow! So that that in itself is absolutely fascinating. Wow! That uh, yeah, that that uh, how high is uh, is Mount Washington Observatory? Sixty-two eighty-eight. 
6,288 feet tall, which is well over a mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to get similar weather, you'd have to go into northern Quebec, which is, Quebec is, a, is an enormous province. Yes. Uh, you know, you'd be halfway to the North Pole. It, it just sticks up so much, and all the weather converges on it. I huh. think the jet stream and the Gulf Stream, and it's just a recipe. It's You know, it's the home of the world's worst weather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've heard right. that. All right, Bill, I have to do this, but I've got two more yeah. people to try to get on. But thank you okay, for Okay, keep call. up the good work. Thanks, you're, Bill. Well, you're welcome. Take care. Bye, Bill. There goes Bill. Here comes Florence in Groveland. Florence, good evening. Uh, good evening, Morgan. Good evening, Jack. Hello, Florence. I thought perhaps I might be the last caller. You're not. And I know, but still... Um, I thought Jack might like to sign off tonight with another compliment, okay? And he's been given a couple of them tonight. Yes, he has. And I don't know if he heard this one back in October from me when I quoted it. And I think tonight perhaps calls for me to... Mention it again. Do it. And would you like to hear it, Jack? I would. Yes. Okay. You are the man behind the voice. WBZ made a great choice. And with your reporting so unique, I hope that WBZ will always keep Jack high. Well, isn't that nice? Well, thank you kindly, Thank Florence. you, Florence. That's yes. awful nice. I appreciate that. And, Jack, that yes. includes your reporting on historical things, all the history that you inform the people about. Um, so it's all included. Well, and uh, you deserve the compliment. I appreciate that. That's awful nice. Thank you kindly. Yes, Okay. And I could not let tonight go by without calling in. And I know Morgan knows that, and I hope you know that, too. Well, I, I do for a fact. I do for a fact, and I appreciate it. Okay. And Happy New Year. Same to you. Happy New Year to you, too, Florence. Thanks for yeah. Bye-bye. Good night. All right. Frank in Boston, you just made it. Why did you wait so long? <laughs> I'm getting off work. Uh, I'm going to find out, um, does your station intend to, uh, is there any stations that are, going, that are putting um, drones up there to cover the traffic? Uh, not that I have heard of uh, so far, because you'd need somebody. You need somebody to control them, and uh, you know, and and, and uh, which it'd be kind of tough to have somebody uh, sort of running down the uh, running down Route 128. Um, following the drone with the little, uh, uh, yeah, little handset. We, we have a helicopter up there. Yeah, we do have a helicopter. And, uh, you know, that's just for the heaviest traffic times. But so far, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure at some point in time somebody will, um, but but currently uh, that is not the case. It just seems like the, the helicopters are more dangerous. I mean, there are instances of a couple of them coming down in other cities. Not Not recently, and if they are maintained properly... 
that cuts down on that probability. Yeah, there's all kinds of oftentimes, like for instance, the BZ helicopter. Sometimes you'll hear the uh, uh, the uh, the road report. Uh, if there's any kind of weather out there that will keep the helicopter from uh, from taking off, then uh, we do it a different way. We we're uh, Kristen or whoever is in doing it as the duty that day is in a car driving around. And um, you, yes, you do see the day. Say that again. You do see the day when that might happen. Uh, oh, absolutely. A yeah, anything's sure. possible. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Thank you for the call, Frank. All right, Frank. Oh, dear. No more calls, Jack. No more calls. Heck fire. Heck fire. I want to thank Joanne Desmond for a great first hour. Mm -hmm. My buddy Big Elvis came on 9 to 10. Yep. And yep. you, sir, you batted cleanup. Yeah. And you did an excellent job. I'm glad you, glad you enjoyed it. I always and love coming on your show. Everybody seemed to have fun with Jack Hart. Yeah. As I always have fun with Jack Hart. Absolutely. It's All different. right. Now, I will be back on Saturday with the Morgan Show, 10 to midnight. Dixie will be here. And that's basically about it. So I want to thank Rob Brooks. Sitting next to me, I want to thank Nancy... Somewhere in here is Gray, and all the people that participated, either by listening and or calling. Thank you all. Bye, Boston.